You're listening to Rumble in the Morning on FM 99. Well, let's get to it. The NFL announced the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class last night, and they got it right. The seven-member class of 2024 is going to be uh, it's going to have five defensive players and two offensive players, uh, starting with Devin Hester of the Bears, who is one of the greatest kick returners in football history. You might remember Hester as a rookie playing the Colts in Super yes. Bowl 41. Devin Hester, the rookie who was so dangerous, who went to college here at Miami. He led the NFC in both kickoff returns and punt returns. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. On the opening kickoff of Super Bowl 41 against the wow. Colts, uh, that was the Prince Purple Rain Super Bowl in Miami. Oh, cool, man. Uh, the Colts did end up beating the Bears, but Devin Hester, yeah. one of the all-time greats, if not the greatest kick returner in NFL history. Shout-out to former traffic guy here at FM 99 who now lives in Florida, Stephen Hill. Uh, he is a huge Bears fan yeah. and was hoping this would happen, and it finally did, so congratulations. Uh, wide receiver Andre Johnson, he's going to be the first – Houston Texan to be enshrined. He's going in. Defensive end Dwight Freeney, who played most of his career with the Colts, was one of the best pass rushers of all time. He's in. 49ers linebacker Patrick Willis only played seven seasons, but he was a seven-time Pro Bowl selection. He is in. Defensive end Julius Peppers, this was the guy that everybody knew was going in immediately, Uh, played most of his career for the Panthers, nine-time Pro Bowler, ended his career in top five all-time in in the sacks total. Uh, He also forced 52 fumbles in his career. He forced 52 fumbles. Uh, Now, they had two senior uh, guys go in from the, I guess it's the senior committee, if you will. Linebacker Randy Gratishar of the Denver Broncos, who last played in 1983. He should have been in long ago. He finished his career with over 2,000 tackles, roughly 200 tackles a season. He should have been in long ago. Uh, Also, Bears defensive end Steve McMichael, he finally gets in. He started 101 straight games for the Chicago Bears and was part of the Bears 1985 Super Bowl team. Uh, and uh, it was considered one of the greatest 100 Chicago Bears of all time, and the Bears have been around for quite a while. So good job by all of those guys and the committee getting it right. The NFL also announced the individual awards for this past regular season, and... The 2023 AP Most Valuable Player presented by Invisalign is... Lamar Jackson. This is Lamar's second MVP award. <laughs> he is your MVP. Oh, that sounded just like the award show. The offensive player of the year. The offensive player of the year goes to 49ers uh, running back Christian McCaffrey. The defensive player of the year, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. Should have been T.J. Watt of the Steelers. Everybody knows it, and even the Browns fans do too. Uh, the offensive rookie of the year, Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud. Defensive rookie of the year, Texans defensive end Will Anderson. Comeback player of the year, Browns quarterback Joe Flacco. I, I love Joe Flacco. You know right. that. I like right, Flacco. Right. I like him. You've but, always, yeah. but, but how the hell does a guy who dies on the field, comes back to life, and then is back in the lineup for the Buffalo Bills, isn't the defensive, isn't the uh, comeback player of the year, you mean DeMar, the, Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin? Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how, how does that happen? That's the I, all-time I greatest comeback. That's the all-time greatest comeback. That, yes. 
Period. From death. Yes. I came back yep. from being dead. Yep. Kind of. Uh, Browns head coach yeah. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, he was the he's the coach of the year. Right. Not going to argue there. The guy had to use all kinds of quarterbacks. Or as they called him the, on the show last yeah. night, Steven Stefanski. Oh, did they? Oh, they got it wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. They had to fix it. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. So Steven Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, Kevin Stefanski, Browns uh, coach again, coach of the year. The 49ers, uh, as you know, not happy with the conditions of the fields on the practice, uh, the practice fields yeah. on the campus of UNLV, which is where they have to practice. Well, right. now they're not happy with their hotel either. Do you know what happened? They, they were woken up at 530 in the morning uh, mm-hmm. by a fire alarm. Yeah. Uh, the players uh, got dressed and went outside and found out, you know, now normally you think somebody pulled the alarm trying yeah. to disrupt Right, right. No, this was a scheduled drill by the hotel. Uh, WTF. Uh, WTF. Oh, I, I saw it written as somebody pulled the fire alarm. Okay, no well, they're kidding. saying... they're saying This would be a hundred times worse. Well, Trent Williams said, yeah, I got dressed, walked out, and they told me it was a drill. Oh, my That's God. what Trent Williams said. If really? it was, in fact, a drill and nobody pulled that alarm, Dude. WTF, well, how, how does this happen? You have a, a big game coming up on Sunday. You can't t- have the drill on Monday or Tuesday or yeah. of next week? What, what uh, are you doing? I don't know yeah. whatever hotel brand yeah. that is, yeah. but the league would have something to they say about that. They should have something to say about that. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, question? Question for yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Over here from Catalonia Radio. Uh, the fact that the, uh, all the playoff games has been uh, away games this year have changed your approach mentally to the to the game, and do you think that this thing could help you to play the, the Super Bowl next Sunday? What? Um, yeah, I mean, any new experience is, is great for your, for you to use as an advantage. I mean, playing on the road in some hostile environments. Um, I think he brought the team together even more. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just playing football. Um, Obviously, the Super Bowl is the biggest stage of, it all, of them all, but at the same time, you go back to just, just playing the game that, that you've always loved growing up and uh, trying to go out there and win, win the game. I don't know which voice yeah. I like uh, more, uh, yeah. Mahomes or the reporter there. <laughs> uh, so it's, it, they're saying there's going to be $23.1 yeah. billion wagered on the Super Bowl. That's going right. to be up from $16 billion last yeah. year. That, think, about th- think about that. $23.1 billion right. wagered. That's up from $16 billion. That's a huge increase. That's, That's almost half again. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, legendary sports. Is that because of the betting apps are now yes. snaking around to all yes, the states? Yes, it is 100%. All right. Legendary sports better Billy Walters, who's made a living gambling, uh, made his uh, Super Bowl bet. Uh, right. He said, I'm going to bet Kansas City. Walters, now 77, said, it's not going to be the largest bet by any right. uh, stretch of the imagination. It's a small bet for me, 500000 Ah. Yeah. Ah. Yep, on this on the Super Bowl. Is he, uh, he said, uh, "Here's his reasoning." Yeah. He said, "The line when the came, line came out, 49ers by two. It should have been Kansas City by two. He goes, Kansas wow. City should have been the favorite here, and uh, I don't know what happened. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Right. Uh, there is a guy on DraftKings that laid down a six hundred thousand dollar bet yesterday mm-hmm. on the 49ers money line just to win the game. No right, points, right? Uh, and, but uh, let's be honest: the guy who counts the most in picking the Super Bowl. You know, making his selection is a former legendary college football coach, uh, Lou Holtz. Viva Las Vegas. Hey, Viva Las Hey, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Lou Holtz. 
Super Bowl 58 coming up this weekend. Oh, gosh, what a great Sunday it's going to be. Patrick Holmes versus Brock Purdy. You know what's going to happen? I think Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to get it done, despite the fact that I want Kansas City to go down like a buck-tooth hippie in the back of an Aerosmith concert. So what's going to happen is it's going to be 28-24. Kansas City is going to take this thing, despite the fact that I want San Francisco to win. That's the story on that. It's a little old. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. All right, I'm going to make my prediction Thank right you, now. Lou. Thank you, Lou. Lou is great. Uh-huh. I'm going to go against uh-huh. the grain on all of this. Yeah. I think the 49ers are going to win by two touchdowns. I know oh, it's wow. crazy. Wow, that's uh, that's a big uh, think. But I, I think the 49ers are going to win by two touchdowns. I think the 49ers offense is just much, much better than the Chiefs offense. Yeah. And I think I think the and the Chiefs' the, defense the, can't handle it. I don't think they're not. I don't think they're going to be ready for that jelly, if you will. No, right. that is the NFL report sponsored by the new Star Trek, uh, the sexy frontier. Today's captain's log. After having our salads tossed like vegetarian gods, our hosts told us of their recent encounters with Kirk and Riker. Apparently, uh, in the history uh. of their species, Will and Jim were the only foreigners who ever reciprocated their greetings. The Salatossian ambassador went on to tell us that as the next step in locating Q, they sent Kirk and Riker to the nearby system of Fallation 4, the home world of the most erotic peoples in the Quadrant. Well. There they were to meet with Q's personal siren, Madame Swallow Salami who could tell us where to go next. <laughs> For as advanced as the Salatossians seem to be, we noticed that many of them appeared to have what we humans call pink eye. There you go. Ooh. That's uh, oh. a new Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, boy, mm. taking a different approach on that show. Salatossians. Uh, NBA, uh, the NBA uh, uh, action last night, <laughs> the, the uh, Knicks had their salad tossed by the Mavericks. Uh, wow. 122-108. The Knicks were missing like eight guys. Cavaliers win again. They beat the Nets. Golden State beat the Pist- uh, Pacers. Steph at 45 right. in that game. Suns over the Jazz. Nuggets over the Lakers. Timberwolves beat the Bucks. Uh, Doc Rivers now 1-5. As the head coach of the Bucks, you know, this is I want. Just so I think I'm not gonna, good. I'm going to call the Bucks and tell them, you know, yeah. uh, Doc Rivers probably has only won one more game than I would have as your head coach. Dude, and I, I and bad I'm bad for Doc Rivers. <laughs> Honestly, it's going to hell yeah. in a handbasket. Yeah. On the ice, the Florida Panthers beat the Capitals four two. Hurricanes over the Avalanche five two. Don't forget tonight, tomorrow night at Scope, the Norfolk Admirals will host the Trois Rivières Lions. Yes. Uh-huh. The, yeah, yeah. The yes, Trois, if the Menage de Trois Rivières Lions. Uh, anyway, uh, here's yeah. your fun fact. Uh, this is a great bar trivia question. The quarterback with the fewest passing yards in a Super Bowl. It is uh, fewest yes, passing you'll never yards. get it. Really? Uh, Tony Easton of the Patriots. No, I never would have gotten it. Yeah, he, Tony Easton was benched after starting no. the game against the Bears. Uh, that was Super Bowl twenty. The Bears won that mm-hmm. game, forty-six to ten. Yeah. But Tony Easton was benched in favor for, for the veteran Steve Grogan. Uh, Easton was zero for six for zero yards. Got it. So the answer is zero. Zero yards. That's the fewest passing yards by a starting quarterback in Super Bowl history. 